Welcome to a less janky and yet still somehow janky uh, recording of the Emo Social Club podcast. I am Brian. I'm Lizzie and I'm really frustrated. (laughs) We had to do like computer repair (coughs) slash uh, network. I don't know what you had to do. You had to do a bunch I had to go and I had to go in and like repatch my computer because Discord fucked it up and I'm never (laughs) using Discord Discord again except on my phone. (laughs) <laughs> in my life this is honestly this is what i get for not upgrading to linux at this point though i mean kind of i know or a mac because my computer Stop. works just fine listen everything's working just fine is all i'm saying listen but i was explaining how i went in and go to go and fix it and you were like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i don't know your computer i'm like uh i know here's how to fix some shit that i can fix all I know is with the Mac, if something really goes wrong, I'll, like my main thing reaction to do to it is yell at it and throw <laughs> something at it, which is not the best reaction. But I also have anger management issues, so that's my main reaction. <laughs> uh, every time something goes wrong with my Mac, I go, this is probably my fault. I did something. And every time something goes wrong on a Windows computer, I'm like, why would you do this to me? This is clearly your fault. I've done <laughs> no, that's, nothing yeah, here. That, that's I've literally... Used you- that's, that's us, like, yeah. swapped yeah. around. Exactly. Except I've been done too dirty by Mac products. Mm. And you didn't go to the store enough. No. It's a cult, remember? I mean, I had, like, one of the very first Macs when I was a kid because my dad got them. Mm-hmm. And then I would play, like, backyard baseball on it. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. And then we upgraded, and I got my first, like, PC when I was, like, 7, 8, so. Hmm. Well, they got better since then. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. They got better. Mm. Uh, so, we originally had planned to do an interview for today, <clears throat> but unfortunately, the weather in Chicago was the coldest in the world, and uh, that kind of fucked our plans up a bit. And also, Lizzie is currently dying of a sickness that has nothing to do with her computer. Yeah, ended up really sick, literal sick uh, upper <laughs> respiratory infection earlier this week that um, the ER doctors misdiagnosed as the flu, and then it's Perfect. been a really it's been a really great five days. <laughs> so uh, we're kind of doing this real quick, but at least we had something we could talk about and put out an episode and not leave everybody hanging just because of the fucking weather. I was gonna be like, freeze is. What I'm going to say that our podcast ha- did, because we're frozen right now. Oh, um, my God. So, uh, what we wanted to talk about is, well, f- what I want to talk about is how good Bring Me the Horizon's new album is. Okay, well, I've never been a Bring Me the Horizon fan. I <laughs> That completely, I did not jump on that train at all in high school. That's fine. I you don't strike me as a as a huge metal fan. No, I'm more like symphonic metal, like within Temptation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So not like not even like U.S. metal, like yeah, fair. Very so fair. that's where like within yeah, I'm I'm there. 
<laughs> like Nightwish. I yeah. completely missed the normal metal train. I just fucking jumped <laughs> literal ship and went abroad. So you're fine. I uh, I only mention how much I like the album because it is so different from their older albums. And I've seen a lot of people complaining specifically about this record, but also complaining about a lot of other bands and the change in their sound and mostly complaints, mostly people like saying, Oh, I can't believe that this band like changed their sound so much and they sold out and all this shit. And uh, my initial response to all of that is shut up. You're an idiot. (laughs) You're an idiot. You moron. Shut up. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, what what are bands supposed to do? Just stay stagnant in their entire careers, playing the same shit yeah. over and over again? Then you're going to complain about it being the same. Like, there's nothing to make any of you happy. There's literally nothing that will make anyone happy. So stop being so unhappy, you moron. I mean, Emo that's social a... club, stop being unhappy. Just stop being fucking annoying. Thanks. It's Bye. Just... Like, um, but it's like the same thing though with like you know Weezer dropped. Yeah. You know it was on that Thursday. Everyone pretty much came out with an album so or a single, literally music. out of nowhere. So much. Music. And every single <laughs> thing I saw, no matter who the artist was, was they sold out. They could have done better. They could have done this. And it's like Jesus fucking Christ! You have like literally five to ten, depending on what genres you listen to different albums or songs you can listen to and you are shitting on every single (laughs) fucking one of them like how much of a sad and angry miserable person do you have to be there's one (laughs) thing about being critical about music there's another to be pretentious and another to be just a straight-up asswipe about it (laughs) i'm just just... saying there's a very thin line between the three but everyone just crossed all (laughs) over them and it's like i just couldn't deal with it People shitting on Weezer basically saying, we had so much fun recording a cover of Africa that we wanted to do a bunch of other cover songs and just literally a bunch of 80s and 90s covers. And saying, this is for fun. We are going to have fun. (laughs) And people like, I don't fucking like it when you have fun. Get the fuck out of here with your fucking teal cover album. I hate your bullshit. (laughs) I'm having a good time and you hate me for it. It's so fucking stupid <laughs> like like oh man i can't believe this like put out new music like what they have a new album coming out in the yeah. summer they just said like here's an album we did for shits and giggles basically yeah. here you go have fun and then they walked away yeah that's oh, literally what they said yeah well and that's the other thing too is that you had like pitchfork shitting on them like pitchfork fixed on you know shits <laughs> on everyone who isn't yeah. like the same three psych rock bands of playing over and over again yeah um and then you also have a bunch like vice shits on them too. I think the only <laughs> positive review that I saw come out of it was from like Consequence of Sounds, and it said mm-hmm. Weezer's being true to their actual selves and like went into like you know their whole you know reasoning as a band as Weezer, and everyone else outside of reading that article or like people who have like listened to Weezer for a while have said like oh no this is just them being shitty they're sellouts like they've never been a good band like they suck after pinkerton pinkerton sucks which is offensive yeah Um, that's dumb as fuck it's so offensive it's so fucking offensive (laughs) if you have that opinion opinion. you're dumb (laughs) i will personally come and fight you (laughs) 
I'll make you listen to it and I will educate you song by song While how I wrong fight you, you fucking are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but like that's the thing. It's like people are, are being so overly critical about it. And I think it's so funny too at the same time and ironic because we're in an age now where music criticism, actual like legitimate music criticism that we saw like anywhere from five to ten years ago, where it was actually going in and dissecting and giving realistic reviews like, hey, like this new album, honestly, it doesn't slap as hard as the span's other like two albums prior. I'm going to give it two and a half stars. Whereas now, if we were to actually do that, like Pitchfork does do that. Mm. And I think they're the only website, uh, another ironic twist, that does do that, even though they're really heavily biased, honestly, I feel, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, on it, how they rate and rank things, because they are, they're known for the indie rock, indie pop, indie rap, indie, really indie yeah. um, underground music. So, like, they gave... Bleed American by Jimmy World, like what a three point five star. So oh, that's anything wrong. that's yeah. So anything that's in the actual rock category, they're gonna downgrade because they don't naturally listen to it or are open to it. But Pitchfork is arguably one of the um, only mags that I have seen give actual honest reviews and mm -hmm. give anything like give you know it'd be like this doesn't sound really good. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten. Where you see like all press, you see even Rolling Stones. And Kerrang! and all these other magazines being like, oh my god, every single album that's out, it's just so good. It's just so, so good. <laughs> and, you know, that can obviously be from one, you know, one, they have, you know, a sponsor marketing deal with, mm -hmm. you know, the record label or that band specifically. Or it's just because there are so many people who are like, how dare you disrespect my band? <laughs> and this album is so good. Yeah. And it's really hurting the way that we see music and the way that I think that we actually hold criticisms and music journalism to a, a really low standard, I feel now, because anyone could do it. And it's great that there's that accessibility. But at the same time, that means anyone can sign up, be like, I'm on this band's PR list. I'm on this, you know, indie labels PR list and they're going to send it to you and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm obligated to say that this album slaps, even if I really don't personally think it does. And is there really a criteria that you're going off of? Are you looking for sound? Are you comparing it to their older stuff? Have you done research? Like, do you understand the context? Are you listening for instrumentals? Do you know who they're producing with? Or are you just going off of really just a surface level of it? And I've seen people, I actually saw someone tweet today that music journalism is really compromised mm -hmm. and that they will this person wanted to start their own like music blog or music website and again we also have to realize that journalists and writers are two separate things mm -hmm. um with journalists primarily writing an ap cell and usually being hopefully un unbiased and objective where writers may not have that ap style classical training and usually write because they want to write it and it's going to be a little bit more personal and i think that's where people are also getting confused in the mix that music journalists aren't necessarily music writers and music writers aren't music journalists but they can be both mm -hmm. if you are that that journalist first if you're somebody who's like guess what i'm going to start a blog and have my own personal writings that's awesome that's great training 
but you need to go and learn the objectives of how to be a professional writer then and a professional reporter in a sense because you can't walk in and say I'm going to interview my favorite band who are also some of my really good friends well that then you'd already know how everything's going to come up and be like, <laughs> oh my god these guys are so good and yeah. it's not going to be objective like I just had to interview a band that I'd only heard in passing in like the pop punk scene. So I was like, oh, must pop punk, must be pop punk. <laughs> so I listened to it and I was like, this is not pop punk. What the <laughs> fuck is this? It's like R&B, indie, hip hop, pop punk. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And I was like, I don't like any of this, but I'm like, I have to be objective because I also, I also listen to some songs. I'm like, okay, there's a good mix of things in here. It's just not my personal taste, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I'm typing up an article and I'm going to be like, okay, so this is just it fact-based. And again, it's just, that's where, you know, where there's a really huge issue I feel when it comes to criticizing music now is that people are going to be too connected to whatever they're listening to, to give a proper, thorough review. And then when people do do that, people are going to get offended and be like, why are you doing (laughs) that? Because not a lot of people sit down and say, all right, I'm going to have my whole research written down. I'm going to have my interviews in place. I'm going to have, you know, recordings written down. I'm going to have all this backstory, you know, backstory. So, and I just think that that's just like the biggest issue and it's so ironic that it's just like a whole circle jerk that you can't (laughs) you can't fucking end it because if you do then you're gonna have a bunch of pissed off readers and listeners and then they're gonna be like oh my god i just don't want to do it though because it's so negative i want to be positive cool you can be positive but you have to be fucking realistic at the same time if this band's new album fucking sucks, it sucks. <laughs> like, listen, I love Fall Out Boy, but let's be honest, Mania was not their best thing. There's I, like maybe five good songs. Uh, that's being nice. Yeah. That's being nice. I'll, I'll I'll try looking for them next time I listen to it. Wow. Uh, I honestly, like, in listening to the new Bring Me the Horizon, I actually was like, <laughs> this is what Fall Out Boy tried to do on Mania and couldn't figure it out. And Bring Me the Horizon actually figured it out. I'm so and like, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, obviously, Bring Me the Horizon, like, and Fall Out Boy have both almost completely changed their genre since when they started. Where Bring Me the Horizon started as a almost deathcore band, and Fall Out Boy started as super pop punk, and then over time developed their sound. And I mean, as an artist, you have more access. The 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 bigger you get, you can work with different producers. Uh, you can work in different places. You can spend more time making a record as opposed to, you know, having to put out a record every couple of years or so. Uh, you can take breaks and you can work on music for a lot longer, which develops a lot of different uh, sound to it. And I think that both of the bands have decided, like, we want to go in this direction. We don't want to make the music that we made before. And people are just so fucking pissed about it. And I'm like, I don't, I, I can get it. Like, okay, I don't like Fall Out Boy's new record. I really like Bring Me the Horizon's new record. I still listen to old Fall Out Boy and really enjoy it. And I listen to newer Bring Me the Horizon because I don't really listen to like Deathcore shit. But their first album shit I don't really listen to. But uh, everything from uh, uh, Suicide Season on I listen to. And I'm like, yeah, but the newer shit is better for Bring Me the Horizon and the older shit is more my style for Fall Out Boy. Like, 
if you're into mania, be into mania. If if I read an article that was like, "Hey, I really like the new Fall Out Boy album. Here's why. Here's all these reasons, and here's the 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 approach to why I really like it." And I would read that and I would go, "Sure, okay, let me listen to it." Now with these new thoughts in my head, and I'd probably still go, "No." But if somebody's like bitching and moaning about Bring Me the Horizon on Twitter, and they're just like, man, I can't believe this shit. They went from being like all heavy and they sold out and now they're EDM and they fucking suck. I listen to it and I go, nah, I fucking like it. Like, <clears throat> they, it, it, in a way, like, and I get where you're coming from about like people putting their like j- music journalists writing about music and, and having their opinion on the record and then people who uh, just want to write their opinion on the internet and give it out. And it's like, yeah, sure, but is it really going to change how I feel about it? What actually changes more of how I feel about it is reading what the artist wanted to convey with it. And if the artist has like a really good uh, sort of sense behind it of what they were trying to do, of why they created it, why they did it the way they did it, then I'm like, yeah, that's actually really cool, and I, I dig that. I uh, will bring me the horizon, and, and Weezer both had really good sort of backgrounds to why they did things. They both wrote like a sort of track by track for Apple music of what the songs were, uh, like how Weezer like decided on the covers that they were playing, what they wanted to do. There's a really good line where rivers is like, we were doing no scrubs. And obviously it's a song sung by a woman about a man. And I was like, well, do I change it? And he's like, no, I have a friend that's just like, listen, you're just gay for that three and a half minutes. And that's just what it is. He's like, all right, let's do it. And he's like, I don't, like, that's what it is. He doesn't care. I mean, yeah. if you, if anyone has seen Rivers Cuomo's Twitter, like, <laughs> someone needs to take it away from him. That's pretty much, like, the <laughs> whole condensed, um, the condensed like, story of his Twitter is please help have, this man. <laughs> if you have a relationship with that person, though, <laughs> in whatever capacity, whether it's you read what he writes on Twitter and you kind of get a sense for, like, what he, what they're doing or the fact that, like, the Africa cover was kind of like this long standing joke. And so then everything that they cover is kind of a joke and there's a joke behind it. Like that's fun to then listen to and be like, dude, these guys are just like joking around. They're goofing around and here's just a fun, like cool record. You can put it on, you can enjoy it and you don't have to like put a lot of thought behind it. Bring me the horizon was like, yeah, we wrote a song called heavy metal because we don't play heavy metal music anymore. And we wrote like a huge breakdown in it, but it's also all the lyrics are like, oh man, some kid on the internet talks shit. Okay. <laughs> and now they're having a bunch of interviews where they're like, yeah, people are like really upset about the sound. Good. And like, they don't give a shit. It's like, that makes me like the new sound even a bit more. It's just like, yeah, fuck them. Like, you don't like it? Don't listen to it. They got their old shit still out there. You want to go you... see somebody play it? Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing too. It's a, you know, these bands are going to get older and develop, and especially if you're a younger fan coming in and you're not somebody in, like, you know, your early 20s or old like you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're, like, you know, if it's a younger fan who's, like, maybe 15 to, like, what, 18, 19 even, they're going to be like, I want to listen to the old stuff. There's yeah. a bunch of really good, like, underground like rock and metal bands in yeah. your area or just in general that you can listen to who may even sound better arguably Good. than any of these bands that you know are legendary go look for them because these might be the bands that are going to be legendary for you and you know the next generation or two on yeah. 
Yeah. You're not, you can't, you shouldn't be limiting yourself just by whomever's been established. Like, that's just a small mindset. If we had that mindset, we wouldn't have gotten this far with even newer bands that we have now, like Pop and like Front Bottoms, even mm-hmm. and Fiddler. Like, there's just so many. I just think it's ridiculous that people keep, you know, holding on to it. It's such a high school mentality. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm transported back. You know, all of us were those emo, semo kids or metal or metal heads were like, oh, no, I don't like popular music because that's like not with my style. People <laughs> would make fun of me. Secretly, I'm a fucking 15 years old. Like, I love Jonas Brothers, seen them yeah. seven times and met them freaking out all the time. And no <laughs> one knew. <laughs> Okay, like I all now right. I don't care. Live your life. Listen, if you like that, okay. <laughs> um, but I feel like we're back then in high school, like it's this hush hush secret type of thing where we've digressed mm-hmm. back from being really accepting and open to all this different music. And now it's just okay, we have to go back to the Purit the Puritan old style. And as we've seen historically and literally every single fucking sense of the term you would like to reference to Puritan old style, nothing has ever come out to be good at all. If you keep with that trend, (laughs) music or historically, I'm just saying. (laughs) I think it's like, and I, I think I felt this when I was a kid too, where when you find a band that really speaks to you or music that really speaks to you, you want to own that in some way. Like it becomes yours <clears throat> as a listener, as a fan, as a like it defines you in such a way that like for it to change or for it to grow and evolve, it's almost like you're losing it. But eventually you grow up and you go, oh, that's not true. And I don't need to think that anymore. But some people clearly don't because they're bitching about shit on Twitter. Just saying. But it's like, I don't know that you're right. It is a very high school mentality. Like. I think that for all of the like rock music and the the pop punk and the metal shit that I used to listen to, like I don't I listen to the stuff that I listened to in high school and all of those bands got huge and they made new shit and they like grew from there. So it's like I either like the newer stuff or I don't because I always have what I listened to in high school as like that time capsule of what I enjoyed. So I'm like I can either go back and listen to that and not complain about anything. I can listen to old Fall Out Boy and feel good, whatever. Or I can listen to new Fall Out Boy and then stop listening to new Fall Out Boy and listen to old Fall Out Boy again. So I don't know. I, I just see it as like the music doesn't not exist. Like the records still exist as they were. I think some people maybe get upset when they're like, oh, well, if I go to a show, then I can't see them play some of these old songs. Like they don't play you know they don't really play anything off the first record or they don't play anything off of like these records where they were more heavy or whatever and it's like yeah but also like that's been i don't know that's just been kind of bands forever like you play stuff off the new record because you have a new record or you're a band like foo fighters or uh not even foo fighters let's go like guns and roses where like you're going out with like fucking like four or five records in the can and like that's all you have and you're, you're also like a playing. legendary rock band where you're gonna have to play only like the bangers too exactly. so people who go there they're gonna be like well i can't hear any of the deep cuts anymore because if they don't play their you know their top hits people are gonna be yeah. pissed it's just welcome to the jungle on repeat for probably that's probably how it goes i Tragic. i i mean i didn't go i 
probably should have, like, just realistically. But I also just feel like, you know, I, I don't really like these bigger bands that just live off their old shit in that way. Like, Fall Out Boy doesn't... Fall Out Boy 100% could go out on a tour and play nothing but the first three records, like Taking Back Sunday's doing. Wow, if they did, I could just... I'll be there every yeah. single fucking night. But they won't do it, because right. that's not what they want That's not do. their style at all. Yeah. And I think that people get pissed about that. Like, I... Taking Back Sunday is a good example of just a band that's just like, we are going to live off of our old shit because nobody cares about our new shit. And it's not that their new music is bad, per se. I don't, it doesn't grab me in the same way that like the older stuff did. But I, I wouldn't say it's bad. I think Fall Out Boy's new music is bad, objectively not good. But hmm. they decided still to go out and do a 20 year anniversary tour of Taking Back Sunday. And they're doing that by playing their first three records. Like, is that, is that saying, like, catering to the fans that are just like, we don't want you to change. We want you to always be like you always were and play the old shit. Or is it, like, a better move, like what Fall Out Boy is doing, where they're like, we don't care if you like the new shit. We're still going out on a tour to promote the new record, to promote the new music, and to, in, like, enjoy this new stuff that we're into now. I feel like with Taking Back Sunday, because I've seen people on Twitter and Facebook comment on a lot of their different tours. And I remember it was, th- it was some sometime right, right before the new year. And there was this chick who had commented and was like, wow, I was really so excited to see you guys. Cause I listened to you in high school, but you didn't play anything off of like their, your first two albums. And you played a bunch of newer stuff that I didn't know. And it was cool, but I didn't know. And, and I wasn't as amped for it. And people were like, where you miss the anniversary tours basically like what what else did you expect and this girl legitimately was like no like taking back sunday should only be doing their first two albums because that's all that matters to me and i'm like all right first of all (laughs) miss white privilege over here i'm gonna need you to sit (laughs) the fuck down wow (laughs) but yeah literally i was reading it and i'm like is she like for real and it took me a couple of minutes i'm like oh my god she's a hundred percent serious that in that meaning, because she personally believes that that is those are the two best albums, and that's all they should play. And I'm like, listen, I think all time those first two albums are probably the only ones that they should really play. No, first like three albums. Their new stuff are either. really the ones. I I only like their first three albums, and that's <laughs> it. And I'm personally going to sue if they don't play nothing personal <laughs> and pull on an anniversary tour. I will I'm lose. I will suing. I will personally sue. Me and all my friends and all the other. Old school, old time low fans will personally sue, and I swear to God, if I never hear Coffee Top soundtrack live once, I will lose my. <laughs> wow, uh, so you're that girl about all time low, apparently. Well, at, when I was at the Haunted Holiday show, my two friends I went with, um, Kat and Chrissy, they were like, "We need to sit down. We they we overheated." I was like, "Okay, bye." So I was like left alone. I was like, "Okay," and then. And they were coming up near the end where, like, they had the last few songs. And I ran into, I was in the pit, and I ran into these two people. They were, like, playing Coffee Shop soundtrack. And I was like, oh, I found my people. I, I was like, oh, bitch, me too. And they were, like, this is my favorite song. I'm like, oh. but they play Jay-Z Reigns. Huh? I don't think you're out of the norm for wanting to hear Coffee Shop soundtrack. I don't, I, I don't know, but I'll yell at them. I'll be like, play Coffee Sound soundtrack, you cowards. And they would start <laughs> doing it with me. And then they played Jay-Z Ray, which was okay, but I wanted Coffee Sound soundtrack. Also you know? remember that every band 
pretty much. I mean, some bands change it up a little bit, but pretty much every band shows up knowing what they're going to play. Oh, yeah, no, I know. And like, this is something I think that a lot of people don't know is like the band is going to play their set list that they've. Especially when it's a bigger band on like a bigger tour, like they're going to play the same set unless usually maybe if it's like a hometown show, like Fall Out Boy always does, you know, Chicago. So two years ago. Yeah. In Chicago only. We know that. That's really the only set, you know, divergence. Yeah. Remember, too, like, and this is not for you to remember. This is for our audience <coughs> to remember. And hopefully no one in our audience is a dumb Twitter user who complains about bands. But it's going to be real awkward if you are. Ooh, unsubscribe Ooh. immediately. Unfollow. Uh, <laughs> is this how we get Twitter hate? Is that how we know we're Twitter verified? Uh, I think it's the only way to get more popular is to incite hate over you and then just like fucking God, talk shit love to that. I mean listen <laughs> I've been I've been kind of researching like not researching but I've been kind of listening to some Are stuff are you trying to like, start Twitter wars? no I'm not trying to start Twitter wars because I, I don't feel that that's it's not something I want to do I'm just saying well yeah that, and you like, don't use the Twitter so I'd be like ooh what did I don't Brian do yeah I, I, if I'm going to post anything offensive it's going to be on my personal Twitter and people are going to be like <laughs> I'm going to listen to this idiot's podcast um <laughs> No, I, it's more like um, that just by posting, like, more, like, it's very easy to get somebody to interact with you for a negative reason than it is to get somebody to interact with you for a positive reason. So if you say something super spicy and negative, then people are probably going to want to argue with you, so they'll jump into your whatever it is that you're you're doing and start arguing with you. So... In my mind, that's probably why a lot of people like would post like a shitty review of a band or a shitty like, oh, that uh, this this thing sucks. This thing sucks. It's because they want to like invite that that hate back to, <coughs> back to themselves so that it gives them more clicks. It gives them more interactions. Yeah, it gives them more like profile. attention. Basically, think, is what yeah. it is. And I think that a lot of people can monetize that attention, even if it's negative. Like. It's not. I don't think it's the attention that I would want, but I get why people do it. Uh, I also would say that this is, this is like a really like off-topic thing in here, but it's like I think this is why like right-wing politics has so many pundits for it, like just people that are like very right-wing. It's like because they know that people are like like they know that they're taking the wrong moral stance, and they know that like what they're saying is not proven correct by any yeah. facts or or research or anything. But they're like, yeah. So therefore, I'm gonna argue it. Like all of it, and just like get all of these. It's like... just literal, yeah. It's just a bunch of trolls who want to be exactly. Just make people who are opposing them like get pissed off and riled up. Exactly, and I think that's. I, I think that it's in every it's in every situation. So people that are complaining about music are just trying to get attention for complaining about music. Especially like, imagine if you tweeted a band and like say, "Yo, your shit sucks," and they're like, "LOL, fuck you," <laughs> like. Who's going to go on, like, Panic at the Disco's Twitter and just be like, yo, I like you better with Ryan Ross, and he's just like, LOL, okay. Like, <laughs> like cool, like, go listen like, to I don't know how, then, peace. Yeah, but he's like, I'll keep trying, I'll keep trying, I'll keep trying to get that, that Brendan Urie, like, uh, quote tweet or this whatever. back, you know? yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's, I, I think that most people complain or are negative because they, they want to get the attention from complaining or being negative. Whereas I think, I, I, I mean, I personally, I think that, you know, most people with sort of like a moral ethical compass, like understand that there is a right and wrong kind of attention. 
and I'd rather have attention for, uh, I don't know, either complaining about the right things or, or not complaining, but educating and being sort of a compass, I guess. I don't know. Which is um, why I like how you were like, um... which is why I'm like, yo, uh, this podcast, which points due north, says don't be a fuck on Twitter complaining about bands wanting to evolve their musical sound. That's my compass. It Basically, due north to enjoy. It's like that. That it's actually that meme that's just like let people enjoy things. Like, like please, just... like shut up. Just let people enjoy things. No one cares. Have any plugs? I'm working some articles up on this WordPress site in the next week or so. It's going to look ugly, but if you want to start looking at it and following it, uh, that'd be really cool. It's called the Lizard Zine with two <laughs> Zs in the lizard. <laughs> One of my, I, asked, I was at work trying to come up with it and I asked my coworker, I was like, what should I name this that's somewhat professional? And that my professors are going to look at it and be like, are you fucking kidding me? And they were like, oh, maybe you should do something like Lizard's Lounge. And they Googled it. They're like, fuck, it's already a venue. Never mind. <laughs> and then I, like, thought about it. I was like, oh, my God. And I started typing. And then my computer died on me. Um, but if you go to um, just Lizard, L-I-Z-Z-A-R-D, zine, Z-I-N-E dot home dot blog. <laughs> It's a WordPress, um, and it'll have all of my different articles. And I will be posting um, a few of them that I have already completed, and then I'll be posting a photojournalism one about Sip of Hope coffee and the community brings. And I think I'm going to turn it into a series where I go out and I harass poor people at different coffee shops and ask them about how it's meaningful <laughs> while taking pictures of them. Nice. So follow that. Um, <laughs> that's going to be all coming up yeah. and everything. Um, otherwise, um, I also, I started I started an internship with Hope for the Day. Nice. I saw that. Um, that's awesome. In the next coming week. So we'll see how, whatever happens with that. Um, I'm still doing this, still in school. That's why I'm a little bit MIA with some things. Because yeah. um, I'm slowly dying. <laughs> um, and then just look out for some more writings. I will be pitching my writings, hopefully, to some uh, actual like publications, like hard copy publications. So nice. maybe in the next few months you'll see my name and I'll cry. That means I'm getting paid for something. Hell yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> uh... I moved our Twitch streams, our, my, you're welcome to come on and hang out on Twitch with me if you ever want to. In the middle of class. I mean, yeah, basically. I was popping on. You're uh, like, what's up, guys? I moved them to Monday, Wednesday to fit better with Lizzie's class schedule. Uh, so now the streams are 6 to 8 p.m. Monday and Wednesday, local Chicago time. Um, we finished Metal Gear Solid. Uh, which took me for fucking ever because it's a long ass game. Um, we're on the, we're, we'll be on the last episode of Life is Strange, which by the way got fucked. <laughs> like, well, it's called Life is Strange for a fucking reason. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, my mouth was agape on stream, just like what? 
upset. Um, so we'll have the fifth episode of that. I would normally do it on mo- this coming Monday, but this coming Monday is Panic at the Fucking Disco. So I will not be doing it this Monday. I'll be doing that on Wednesday because I'll be at Panic at the Disco on Monday. Yeah, and bring me the horizon on Tuesday. So hell yeah. Um, So yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Twitch streams, randomly playing Smash Brothers, probably too, if I'm fucking bored. Uh, I don't have anything else that I'm doing, I don't think, right now. I want to make more videos. I'm thinking of, like, cool video ideas. I might do a vlog on my channel. Yeah, do so, do another thing. I mean, it's just like, I, what am I going to do? Post, like, my fucking life on Emo Social Club when it's not about, like... Relevant to it? It's not relevant to this. Like, here's a music discussion. Hey, guys, fucking traveling right now. I might be What's going up? to New York in March. Ooh, for, for work? work? Yeah, for work. Nice. Um, so I'm like, oh, I could, like, film that and, like, do, like, like I want to practice, like, doing a travel vlog. And just see, like... That'd be cool. I was trying. I was thinking of possibly trying to do one when I go down to Shaky Knees in May, but I'm also yeah. scared that I might break something. <laughs> you should just try it. Just give it a shot. You think if you throw it in the pit, yeet. <laughs> yeet. POV shots. <laughs> this is what a pit looks like, motherfucker. Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, there there will probably be some stuff i'll do in the future and i'll plug that but for right now it's just the twitch streams please follow me please follow us emo social club twitch.tv slash emo social club it's fun it's fun it's fun it is honestly fun like uh my girlfriend's been watching me play uh life is strange and was like what the fuck like i'm getting invested in this there's a lot of storylines i'm really bad at super smash brothers so you can make fun of me on there I'm not really bad. I'm just really bad when I go up against like experienced players online. I'm like, oh shit, I'm terrible. <laughs> uh, I got my ass handed to me a lot <coughs> yesterday when I was just like fucking around on there. Anyway, uh, that's all we have for now. We will see you hopefully with the right technology needs uh, next Friday. And uh, from all of us here at the Emo Social. Club Baruni. Uh, yeet! Yeet! <laughs> Goodbye, yeet! <laughs>